Welcome back here on Big Blue View as we wrap up our rookie profiles covering the New York Giants 2021 NFL Draft class. As we've been going through so far, we've been discussing and breaking down specific players that the Giants selected, filling you in on everything you need to know about these new members of the New York Giants. And as I said, today is the last one. We're going to be talking about Gary Brightwell and Rodarius Williams, the two sixth round selections for the Giants and how we think that they're going to fit if they even make the roster. All of those wonderful discussions. I'm Joe DeLeon, joined by Chris Flum and Nick Pilato, part of Big Blue View. Make sure you folks head over to BigBlueView.com and then also subscribe to this podcast. And leave us a five-star review if you enjoy listening in. So as I let in, we're going to spend the first half talking Gary Brightwell. We're going to spend the second half talking Rodarius Williams. Overall, not exactly the most exciting prospects as we got juiced up for some of these other players from Ellerson Smith to Aaron Robinson, Kadarius Tony, Azizo Jolari. These guys are a little bit smaller names. They're not exactly home run hitting guys that are going to turn into big name players, sleeper guys. A little bit more special teams oriented if they end up sticking on this roster. And first, Gary Brightwell, 5'11", 218. His best season came in 2018 when he rushed for 525 yards and three touchdowns. A little underwhelming athletically as he ran a 4.62 40-yard dash at his pro day. Uh, sorry, his pro day, and then a 7.51 three cone is also not a great metric for a running back. So, guys, if we had to describe Gary Brightwell, the Arizona running back, how would we describe him? Some of his strengths, some of his weaknesses, but him just overall as a prospect. I think the the Giants are really looking for a specific type behind Saquon Barkley because if you look at Gary Brightwell, you look at Reichwell Armstead, and you look at Devontae Booker, you look at all the running backs that they've added, they're all around the same size, about five foot ten, two hundred and twenty pounds, around that. So I believe that they're looking for somebody who can move the pile, somebody who could lower their shoulder, pick up a easy yardage on well, tough yardage, I should say, on third and short, fourth and short type of situations. And I think that's Gary Brightwell. I think he has solid vision. He's not overly athletic, as you named all of his athletic traits just before, but he's somebody who has the contact balance, has one solid jump cut if he needs to make somebody miss. And I also think the main reason why the Giants targeted Gary Brightwell is because of special teams, because you're going to insert him into special teams. And I think he's going to really have to battle Corey Clement for this position on the roster because he's another good special teamer. But Gary Brightwell had seven tackles at Arizona just on special teams, which is kind of a lot if you think about it, because you pump the ball out of bounds a lot, you kick it out of the back of the end zone. So seven tackles, he has a nose for the football in terms of that. So I think he can provide value if you're in a pinch. He's going to be better than some of the other guys the Giants have trotted out there uh, on in the past couple of years. Not necessarily the Alfred Morrises of the world, but the uh, Hilleman, the guy they tried, that they started against the Patriots back in 2019. I think he offers some juice in that in that sense, but I don't necessarily think he's going to be somebody who's going to earn a lot of snaps in regards to playing in the backfield, hopefully, in 2021. But in special teams, if you can beat out Corey Clement, if you can beat out Reichwell Armstead, I think you can find his way on the field and be somebody who's an ace in that area of the game. See, the, the special teams always, I don't mean to cut you off, Chris, the special teams always finds its way back into these conversations because that, that seven tackles is a lot. That's actually really good metrics to have on, uh, I believe you said he, he ran down on punt. That, that's a really good number to be racking up that many tackles, especially with a, a really shortened season for the Pac-12 this year. I don't think they played that many games. 
So, hey, seven tackles, that's probably part of the reason why, if not most of the reason why he was drafted, was because of um, you know the, the overall affinity we've seen for the Giants to lean towards guys, especially in these later rounds, for special teams-oriented players. Yeah, I would say, I think Nick pretty much nailed it. If especially early on in the season, early on in his career, if the Giants have Gary Brightwell on the field, something has probably gone horribly wrong. Uh, Saquon is probably hurt. Devontae Booker is probably hurt. Uh, Corey Clement did not pan out the way they might have hoped he did. And, you know, if you have Gary Brightwell on the field, there is just something not right somewhere. That's kind of a desperation move. Yeah. As you said, he is not a good athlete, at least as far as the measurables go. Uh, at 4.6240 is not good. He landed in the third percentile for a three-cone drill. That's even worse. But I will say he does have pretty good vision on tape. He is pretty good at finding creases, tracking defenders at the first and second level. And he does have that nasty jump cut. He can make defenders miss in a phone booth and run through arm tackles so he can at least pick up what is blocked for him. So that I think could give him the chance to show enough in the second half of preseason games or in practice to give coaches or to give him the chance to make the team on special teams. Yeah. As you guys said, that is going to be his path to the field. He is going to have to show up on special teams. He's going to have to run down, uh, show good discipline in his coverage lanes and then make tackles when it, when he has the chance to. Yeah. I mean, if you watch his game, Chris and Joe against Colorado, you'll see a a really effective runner, somebody who actually had that jump cut ability several times at the second level, made a lot of those Colorado defenders look silly. Then you turn on his Arizona State game, all from 2020, fumbled the football a couple times, put it on the ground in high leverage situations. So it's a little bit of a crapshoot there. Another thing about Brightwell that maybe the Giants see is his ability to pass protect. I believe he, he showed a good ability to locate and identify the blitz. So it shows a lot of mental processing. But uh, I, he has the frame. I, I didn't necessarily see him use that frame to its fullest advantage. And so maybe they think with the coaching, they can develop that. And he's also like reportedly, you know, had a kind of a tough upbringing and he's overcome a lot. And he has that kind of character trait that Giants really look for. Just a really, really tough and really, really dependable type of individual. So I'm sure that really uh, uh, appeals to the New York Giants. You guys have led into a little bit on how we might project Brightwell on this Giants roster and when Brightwell was taken, some of the other guys that you've mentioned weren't even on the radar, really, of the Giants. Now we have Corey Clement. Now we have Raquel Armstead, who are veterans, who have a little bit more exposure to the NFL, and we know exactly what they might be compared to what Brightwell is coming out of Arizona. I, I feel as though, and I'm, I really want to hear what you guys think, it just seems like from everything that you laid out, if, if we're just being realistic with ourselves, that Brightwell probably projects better as a practice squad player to start the season. Maybe he gets promoted based on some injuries, but I, I just think that right now this room seems a bit crowded for a sixth-round guy that doesn't have necessarily a ton of juice that at the very best, if he was on the roster, would be the third running back on the roster playing primary special teams. Yeah, I, I would concur with that, to be honest. I mean, practice squad, there's nothing wrong with being a six-round pick and ending up on the practice squad and possibly getting called up if Devontae Booker or, you know, hopefully not, but Saquon Barkley ends up getting injured. 
Yeah, I, I think that's what we should expect. If he does show up and show out well on special teams, uh, practices hard over the summer in training camp, uh, you know, handles his business in preseason games, yeah, I think he does have a chance to make the back end of the roster. But there's really nothing wrong with getting your start on the practice squad. Yeah, as we said, you know, there's there are aspects of his game that need polishing and being on the practice squad, it would give the Giants some depth where, you know, running backs get hurt. It's just, you know, th- there's a reason why they have the shortest careers of pretty much anyone on the team. So it, he could give them some depth, somebody they could call up while they work on his game, polish his game in the areas where they think he's going to be of the most use on their team. So coming up, we're going to talk about Rodarius Williams, who was the other sixth round selection by the New York Giants, another player who's probably going to fit that similar mold and projection as Brightwell in terms of where he's going to fit on this roster. Before we do, though, we're just going to take a very short commercial break. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity, but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. So our final prospect to wrap up the get-to-know portion of, of our show, filling you in on, on how these guys are, who they are, is Rodarius Williams, the Oklahoma State corner. Six foot 195, 45340, a 6.953 cone, which is a pretty good number, and then a 10.3 broad was also a part of his pro day numbers. And Williams, sadly, has kind of received a little bit, or just specifically for me, I always have had a negative connotation when talking about Rodarius Williams because I was frustrated by the selection of a a second corner when the Giants, and frankly, in my opinion, didn't really need a corner at that point. But if we're talking about Rodarius Williams, and I I think that he's somebody who we've all been a little bit frustrated with just in looking at his film, trying to get to know him as a prospect, it's hard to really get a sense of where he's going to fit on this team. How would we describe Rodarius Williams as a player? He's, to me, somebody who has a lot of experience in press alignment, which is something that, uh, you know, you don't expect as much from Big 12 team, but he actually has significant experience doing that. And I think he's solid at the line of scrimmage using discipline. I think he's pretty a uh, pretty solid option in terms of 
linear transitions. Now, when he's covering horizontal routes, drag routes, crosses, posts, I feel like he's not as equipped in the hips with his fluidity to handle those types of assignments. But I think this is also somebody who's a longer cornerback who can step in and play special teams for this squad. And you just want to add depth to the secondary here because I don't think the Giants really want to play the Isaac Yitams and the Ryan Lewis's of the world. Now, that's not saying where Darius Williams is superior to Isaac Yitam. I think those guys may be battling it out for a roster spot. But I think the Giants look at someone like Williams and they say this is somebody who has the tenacity, the aggressiveness, and the physical ability to defend the run that we like, has aligned and press alignments. We're looking to do a little bit more of that this year. Is pretty solid at the catch point being disruptive. Now, he might not have the athletic ability that we really desire for the position, but he's somebody who can slide in potentially if we develop him the way we like because he has the mentality that we like. So let's select this guy in the sixth round. He can play special teams and we can put him on the practice squad if he doesn't beat out the Sam Beal and the Isaac Yadams for a roster spot. Don't think he'll beat out Yadam. I think him and Sam Beal may be an interesting battle, though. I'm not really 100% certain how the Giants view Sam Beal right now, so can't really speak on it, but I think that could be an interesting thing to watch through the through, through training camp. I, I sometimes forget Sam Beal's still on the roster. <laughs> I think we all do. <laughs> I, I'm glad you brought up Williams' hips, Nick, because I saw the same thing. Like, he can transition linearly. He's a He's a pretty darn good linear athlete, but his hips were just stiff mm-hmm. on tape to me. And you know, when they ha- when Oklahoma State had him playing off or he had to cover an in-breaking route, he just gave up a lot of separation. And yeah, you know, that is probably going to be an issue. But you mentioned him playing press. He is a decent enough athlete. I think he's another guy who is going to fight for a role on special teams. And then maybe be somebody the Giants can try to develop. Uh, one of the things I watched, what or that kind of occurred to me while watching him, is he could be another one of these defensive backs who could have a multiple skill set. A guy kind of like you know we talked about a little bit with uh, Aaron Robinson or Julian Love or Logan Ryan as a guy who can play cornerback or some safety. And, you know, maybe that's a route the Giants do go because he, you know, Williams is, you know, somewhere between the 40th and 50th percentile in just about all of the measurable categories. But when you look at him as a safety, that all of a sudden jumps up to, except for size, you know, somewhere between the 50th and 60th percentile. So maybe he could be almost like a poor man's Antrell role or Bennett Jackson, a guy who, you know, maybe doesn't quite fit the athletic profile of a pure coverage corner in the NFL, but maybe he could be a more versatile, just defensive back. I think, uh, yeah, I'm not a, I'm not hundred percent sure if he'd be able to do that in this safety group, but maybe in a, in a weaker safety group, but just another thing I wanted to touch on because we talked about his hips and his transitions. They're not as fluid as we would like. He did have, I think 13 coverage penalties in college. So that means he's, he's grabby a little bit on those horizontal routes tries to, I, I like the, I appreciate and like the physicality, but there does become a point where that becomes a huge liability when you're doing it in an undisciplined manner. So that's something else that I think could be a problem with him early on in the NFL. Yeah, like you said, especially in the NFL where they just don't let physicality go quite like the the refs at the college level do where receivers and corners can have their hands all over each other pretty much all the way down the field completely throughout the route. And they're not going to throw a flag almost unless the corner is tackling the receiver before the ball gets there. 
Right, and uh, we even talked about this with Aaron Robinson that there is some some concern with anybody who has a history of, of penalties in their college career, but the reality of it is Aaron Robinson brings a lot more to the table than Rodarius Williams does, so it, it's almost... Uh, you know, we're not going to fault Robinson as much because we were we talked about on the show how you guys both think that he could turn and carve out some type of role maybe in the slot. But if we're just being realistic here with Rodarius Williams, his best bet at making this roster, just considering how relatively crowded this defensive back group and, and Nick, I know you mentioned the fact that they're going to need some depth. But right now, I think that is going to be a tricky situation for him to beat out Sam Beal or maybe Isaac Yadam does come into that equation like those guys are the back end of the this the defensive back group right now and at one point or another they were asked both were asked to play outside and, and start some games Yadam playing a lot more it's not going to be easy for this guy who's a sixth rounder coming in to work his way into the rotation so if we're talking about his projection is, is it pretty much the same as Brightwell, somebody who's just going to pretty much be camped out on the practice squad if there's room for him to to even make it? Yeah, I think they they could both eventually end up on the practice squad, but I think there's going to be battle in camp. For Brightwell, it's going to be with Corey Clement and Reichwell Armstead, and for Rodarius Williams, it's going to be with Isaac Yadam, Sam Beal, and you can even throw Quincy Wilson into the ring if you want to put that uh, him into that equation. I believe the Giants dressed 10 defensive backs heading into week one last year against the Pittsburgh Steelers. So, I mean, you could play the game where you look down the roster, but Rodarius Williams is one of those fringe defensive backs. Now, will he make the squad? I think if he really practices his backside off and really shows a lot, I think he has a possibility to. I mean, the team just selected him, especially if he shows that special team value, like we said. But the Giants look for a few certain things in their, in their cornerbacks and in their secondary pieces. Are you willing to tackle? Are you good at tackling? How good are you at the catch point? And he has those three things as an advantage to him. And he also can do the align and press as well. And I think that is important, but it's just those horizontal breaking routes, man. And that's just going to remind you of Isaac Yadam. And I actually think Rodarius Williams is probably better than Yadam in that area, but Yadam offers a lot of other things as well, including he's really, really aggressive and runs support really, really good in that area too. So I think it's going to be interesting throughout training camp. Yeah, I would say that what is working in Williams' favor is just the sheer number of defensive backs pretty much any modern defense needs, you know, because they're running so many sub packages. You've got three safety packages, uh, three cornerback nickel packages, dime packages, uh, dollar packages. It's just more and more their defenses are flooding the field with defensive backs. So you need enough guys on your roster to be able to do that. Also, it is a high attrition position like running backs. DBs get hurt just because of the way they have to play. There's so much cutting and lateral movement that it's just tough on the joints and the connective tissue. And also DBs, especially ones who are willing and able to tackle are useful on special teams because they're almost always really good athletes. Even the ones who are not great athletes for their position are still good athletes in the absolute sense. So they can run down the field, you know, like their backsides on fire on kick coverage or punt, punt coverage. And they know what to do when they meet a ball carrier, they know how to tackle. Right. So it, it, it seems like if, if just in the sake of these two guys or Darius Williams might have just a, 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 maybe just a slighter edge, just based on the sheer fact that we know that Patrick Graham is a fan of having a lot of different defensive backs available at his disposal 
We saw a lot of different alignments, so maybe that helps for Adarius Williams' case. He's going to have to compete for that spot with the number of guys that we have mentioned. Both of these players, six-round selections, will be fighting and having to prove themselves throughout training camp. They'll actually have the chance to use some preseason games to do so this upcoming offseason, so they do have that going for them, unlike last year's class. But it is going to be competitive. It is going to be a battle for them to make it on this roster or... Potentially, they could end up on the practice squad for the start of, if not most of this this upcoming 2021 season. So, folks, that's going to be it for today's episode, wrapping up our rookie preview shows, talking about these rookies. What we're going to shift our focus to, we're going to do some roster projection stuff for the remainder of this offseason, covering things like how we think a, a certain specific position groups are going to look during the season, guys to be aware of, guys that could maybe be breakout players in specific groups, similar to what we did last offseason. So stay tuned for that coming up in the next few months of the offseason. Also, make sure you hit that subscribe button, leave us a five-star review, and head to BigBlueView.com for more Giants news and analysis. We'll talk to you soon, folks. Enjoy the rest of your week.